You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And we're so excited. We're doing a recap of Dance of Thieves, which I am so obsessed with. <laughs> it is my new guilty pleasure read. Like We had so many other episodes we were going to record, and then we just like stopped everything to record this. Like We stopped everything in our lives to read it. Like It's yours. Welcome. Here, here's this gift. I posted on our Instagram story. I was like, I just stayed up in the past 24 hours. I just read 500 pages. I'm a little hazy. Things are wobbly, but I have to tell you about this book. <laughs> and then it was awesome because I was like, anything that Anna recommends, like I immediately am like, okay, so here's my money. Let's do this. And um, what's super awesome is that a lot of you guys have been reading it with us and recapping with us and responding to us. And it's been so fun being able yeah. to do this. We wanted to do like a full episode recap so that way you're not like having just click on our stories to see it like we thought we'd do a recap and I don't know maybe one day if we we could maybe have the author on or something and have talk to her oh my gosh that would be amazing the author is Mary E. Pearson and I even went on to her Instagram but I got too nervous that I was gonna see spoilers because I'm not doing the second book and she (laughs) posted character profiles like she had someone um she hired someone to make these characters and what she thinks they would look like and I look at Jason Cassie and I was like perfect Yes, I see it. I think you like Cassie because she's a little. I do. You I love like... little characters because you're like a little person. Yeah, and like... I'm like, give the little girl, like, give the short girls all the power. Please. <laughs> it's okay. so funny. My mom was commenting on that. She was like, I love the pictures of you and Anna because it's just so funny how, like, your, your height difference is, like, almost a full foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. It definitely is. It's cool. It's not. It's not. It's like a solid eight inches, which is basically, I mean, any guy would say eight inches. Come on. Like that's, Come on. A, that's, a, that's a big difference. <laughs> a lot of height there. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, I just like the first thing when I read the book, I was like, oh, Anna 100% identifies with her. She's, she's a little thing. I love it. I, oh, the reason why I love it is because the main, the two main characters, which is you read both perspective are chained together at the foot like 40 pages in. I'm like, yep, give it to me. I'm ready. Well, what I love too is like, why don't you talk about why you love this book? So go ahead and like spill some tea. Yeah, so I, and I, the reason I do call this my guilty pleasure book is because like, it's a great book. It's so well thought out. The plot is amazing. But like, I mean, like there are, it's not to me like a perfect book like you know how sometimes you look at a book and you're like this is perfection there's no plot holes like the writer is a goddess and I'm like there are some plot holes like if you decide to like really tear it apart but like honestly the chemistry between the characters and the intense way that they are written and just like the the world building has has been there before so like just we know that this is like a not a sequel to another book series, but it's set in the same world as, as another book that the author has written. So we know that. Haven't read them. I'm sure they're fantastic. Yeah. I will say too, like, I 
so while this was all happening, I was like traveling across the country doing mm-hmm. weddings and other stuff. And so a lot of it I listened to on audiobook and it was not the same experience as when I was reading on Kindle. So I've actually like, you'll see the first half of this is us recapping everything together. And then the other half is, is me reacting to Anna. Yep. Cause like, I want to, I'm so excited to like have those things. I'm pretty sure um, things are about to hit the fan. Like things are about to go crazy. And I'm super excited that I feel like it's been a lot of relationship building and people building and stuff. And I'm really interested to see the world that these characters are thrown into, but I'm also really excited to just read the Kindle book. I've already, I now own the audiobook, the Kindle, and I'm working on buying the um, physical book. Ooh, my wallet's sad, but. Oh, I bought it on Kindle, like a spur of the moment thing at 11 o'clock at night one night and finished it the next day at like four in the afternoon. And I was like, and now to buy like the actual copy. Thank you. Yes, go. Yes, I will say that the audiobook version of the dude just did not do it for me, man. Yo, I listened to, like, you sent me a snapshot of, like, a little clip of the guy talking, and I was like, no, 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 this is not Jay Spellinger, like. No, it was really hard, and so, but, like, I was. Have you ever seen the TikTok of the girl who's, like, me leaving my cute, like, boyfriend of voice, was like, hi, babe, just thinking about you today. Just give me a call and you have a second. And it's like, press one to listen back to audio. And she's like, click. And it's like, hi, babe. Just calling to leave your message. <laughs> Love you. That is the voice of the guy who does Jay's Ballet. <laughs> yes, it's not the same. So like, I, and also like, I think we were, we were, there were so many problems I had with audiobooks. So I was driving for 19 hours in a period of two days. So like, mm-hmm. there was no other way I could read this book. But um, I will say like, I didn't know that you could change the speed setting on the audiobooks. So that was a huge thing for me. And mm-hmm. so it just took forever. And I just felt like I was really insane. So I I will say, though, I know this book so far back and forth because they went through stuff so slowly. And I think there's a lot of good exposition. But when I was reading it, I took a lot of notes. And when I was able to physically see, like, this is like analytical stuff. But when I was able to, like, physically see the lyrics and the way that she is, no one knows this, but Anna's actually, like, really incredible at writing. And, like, the way that this author writes reminds me of Anna's writing so much. And I was like, Anna! This is why you love it so much. It's just really, I just feel like there's so much, but it's really interesting. And we'll just kind of, if you haven't read the book, do not proceed forward. Turn this yeah. episode and off. In fact, we might do like halfway through, like, I mean, if you're like cool with mild spoilers, we're going to be recapping and then like halfway through crap gets real. And then I'll be like, okay. So like, if you're actually really serious about reading the book, now is the time to stop listening. Yeah. But um, really quickly with chapter one, so it's super interesting. You see Kazimira of Bright Mist. And what's super fascinating is that like, that's the name that's on the top. And then the next chapter, you, her name's just Kazi. And in the book, it's really, really specific that certain people call her Kazi, certain people call her Kazimira. And um, it's really like the queen calls her Kazimira, but like, it's just very specific. And it's it's super interesting that on the second book, you then you get the second chapter, you get now you're in her head. Now there's like less formality. And it's really interesting how in the first chapter you don't, you get to see everything around her, but you don't know much about her. And that's just so her personality already is like, she's juggling those oranges, even with the reader. And I think the author does that with Jace too. Like you don't really know what's happening until suddenly he's like, and like, you'll see tiny hints to stuff. And then you'll be like, as a reader being like, well, Jace, what did you just do? And like, just the planning it takes yeah her part like you're like okay well this is gonna happen and then that's probably gonna happen and it's like oh that is not what happened oh yeah let me look impressed by the characters here's something that i think is really interesting that has stuck out to me and i haven't heard so she mentions ghosts and i haven't read this far in the book so i'm about halfway through but um she says this on page one 
Mm-hmm. The ghosts are still here. The words lingered in the air, each one a shimmering spirit, cold whispers of caution, but I wasn't afraid. I already knew. And I was just thinking about that. She mentions these ghosts a lot. She mentions the ghosts in the desert. She mentions these ghosts. And I don't know if they're real or not. And I'm yeah, very Yeah, Kazzy sees out. ghosts. And actually, Kazzy sees death. She sees the grim yeah. Like, she sees death. Yes. Um, I think that it's not elaborated on so much because like a lot of this was built in the first series that the author made so I think that's partially why we don't see a ton of it but um I don't know you haven't finished Van Val of Thieves so maybe it'll come out into place but I think too just wait just wait it comes in the first book oh my gosh okay cool I'm so excited okay so let's just jump into it should we do uh, should I read a little like cover page nah we don't I'm like well do you want to do you want to it's short get in there get in there girl do it do it just for people listening for the sake of listening so a stunning new adventure set in the kingdoms of the remnant which is the other series anyways a formidable outlaw family that claims to be the first among nations a son destined to lead thrust suddenly into power three fierce young women of the Rotan, the queen's premier guard a legendary street thief leading a mission determined to prove herself a dark secret that is a threat to the entire continent when outlaw reader meets reformed, oh, when outlaw leader meets reformed thief, a cat and mouse game of false moves and shoes, bringing them immediately together in a battle that may cost them their lives and their hearts. Gotta, gotta throw the and their hearts things in there. And their hearts, because you know that like if the back of the book doesn't say they gonna bang at some point in the book, not bang. This is why I kiss, yeah. kiss in the book, <laughs> kiss, just kiss, <laughs> kiss softly, kiss softly, and then say good night. <laughs> there's not gonna. Be- if there's not anything like promised at the back of the book I'm like ah, I'm, I'm a, like I don't want to get plot but we gotta have something sweet but this is like at least so far as much as I've re- read it's really yep. very emotionally relationship based very relationship yeah. oh it's very relationship based I'm here for it so it starts off and you're reading from Cassie's perspective mm-hmm. and Cassie is a part of they're called Rotan soldiers and they are like elite of the elite queen's guards Yes. And the queen is the main character from the other book series. We already know. We're not going to get into it. She's great, though. She's awesome. Um, and they're traveling to this. It's not really a kingdom, but it's a place where this family who claim they're kind of like an outlaw family, but people respect them. They have a lot of power. They've always claimed that they're the first basically kingdom of the entire um, continent because something happened hundreds of years ago that wiped everything out and their family was a family to survive and like restart from there, mm-hmm. but they've never been recognized. It's like a whole battle throughout the whole first book, but yeah. so Cassie is traveling with Sinobe, Ren, Nati, and Grizz. They're all Rotan. Love it's so funny because the audiobook, because I've been listening to it, I'm like, it's the Rattan. It's the, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> thank you. Fine. We're going to have like mispronunciations the whole time. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like Isolde or whatever, like how we were like the <laughs> audiobook person was like pronouncing it completely wrong. <laughs> that is no. true. But yeah, so anyway, so they were traveling. Um, another thing too is she's a freak in the streets. She's a thief. She's a thief. Like she's she grew up in the dirtiest, it. lowest, poorest place in the kingdom, and her mother was taken from her when she was six. Yeah. She's had only herself to rely on. The trauma that homegirl has been through. It's really so nice. much. We, love, we don't yeah. love that for her. We don't love that journey for her. We don't love that for her, but we love it for the reader. Yes, we do. And also, Anna loves it when, when a I, character... I'm a twisted person, but I love when my characters suffer. 
I just love for them to like suffer so much and be like, I'm never going to come back from this. And I'm like, girl, you are. I can't wait to read you coming back from this. You see why she's such a great friend? Because like homegirl's like, I don't care. You're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So funny. Okay. So yeah. So the main ones, I know that they like introduce us to this cast of characters and then like two people that are like kind of together they just like yeah, ride off into the sunset so many characters in this book so we're gonna try our best we're just gonna stick to the two you have the two girls one is like a lovey dovey little seer girl no she's got like fiery red hair she is a seer so she dreams um possible scenarios that can happen and she's curvy which we all need mm-hmm. we yeah. need a good i was like yes they're both like beautiful love that, love that. And has, like beautiful curly hair yes and she's like she could kill you with, with like one flinch of her knuckle like that is Ren's personality yeah and I didn't really get to see a lot of their personalities I just knew that they were pretty like close and that they like you later learned that um she protected both of them and they all entered entered into the guard together mm-hmm. um and they're like they've been together for at least six years maybe longer and they have each other's backs like they're everything to each other but they're also really smart and there's not a single damsel in distress, let me tell you. In no fact, damsels in distress here. And Jace, who is the other main character, I'm like, he is in distress. He is in distress a lot of this book that they are rescuing him. True that, true that. I know. Okay, so that's like where you're introduced to them. They're all riding into this town because yeah. they're doing treaty. So no. it's on the premise that they are, they tell, like, if they're passing through a kingdom, they're like, there's a possible treaty violation from the Ballinger's family, which is like an outlaw family that has taken claim to territory. Can I just say that they're the, they're the freaking godfathers. They're the mafia. Yeah, they are. The more I read this book, I was like, oh, my godfather, let me give you my ring as I die. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, that, like it's a whole... It's, that energy is heavy. He's yeah. a padre. Like, a, he's the god, literally godfather. I was like, no, this is... They're the mafia. They're the mafia. But it's like the mafia, as a lot of you guys are from different countries and stuff, but it's like especially in culture sometimes like when the government isn't doing stuff these guys will step in not sometimes sometimes not for ethical reasons but in these cases very ethical nonetheless these guys are good these guys are good people so but they don't know that yet no but you find that out soon so they're but really the purpose that they are traveling it's called hell's mouth which is the main city that the ballingers like have control over um because there is a war criminal from the previous series who has escaped, but he is like the most evil of evil. He's a total villain, bad guy. And he killed a lot of people, especially the queen's family. And she's like, get this guy no matter what it costs. And so they're instructed to tell no one about their mission. They're there to just bring him back so that he can face justice. Um, so they're traveling. They get there. They're kind of starting to ask around. Wait, you got to talk about Jace. I know. Yeah. We just, it like switches back and forth because Jace is this random dude and you're like, oh, and it like opens to him like holding his father's dead hand and his yeah, father had just died. Like his father's death, but it's very sad. It's really sad. He's just, he's caught up in his feels, man. He's sad. And the his father, right before he died, put the like ring on his finger and was like, you're the Padre now. And Jace is like, what, 18? The, yeah, he's like 19, I think. The, is it pronounced Padre or Patri? Patri? I never the audiobook is Padre. <laughs> I hate that word. I'm calling it Patri. I've been calling it Patri. Okay, Patri is, but it's like the next chief. Okay. The next person in charge. The yeah, godfather. The next godfather. The godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you, 
You don't understand what I went through. I went through seven hours, seven hours of that stupid voice, okay? And then my father slipped the ring under my finger and I didn't know how to feel about it. That's literally how his voice sounded. And I was like, ew, no, you're supposed to be a strong man. I'm literally gonna like pull up the audiobook so y'all can hear it. Okay, while I'm doing that, yeah, you should so keep doing it. He just has to get drunk, but the all yeah. So his father has just died, and all of him there's like nine Ballinger. There's a lot of siblings, and so all of his brothers decide to go. His mother's like, "All right, fine. If you want to get drunk, I know that you have to grieve, but you have to go to the altar to pay your respects first. That's like, they're very traditional. They are steeped in tradition, the whole family, and that is a tradition that they cannot miss. So they go to the altar. Um, a man like they do their prayers. Okay. Oh, okay. So they do their prayers. And as they're leaving, uh, a guard comes up and they're like, this man was caught. There's a town and there's only like 250 people there. And they're like, this man was caught, like doing something shady with the money. How are you going to like, you have to do something about this. And Jason's like, well, I would cut your hand off. But like everyone in this town is family and everyone gets one chance. And he's like, but only one. So know that if you cross me again, it will be over. Your life will be ended. And the guy's like, thank you. Like, Patria, Patria, I love you. And I like, he like walked away and I was like, that boy's going to stab him in the back. I'm calling it. I don't know if he is. I'm just, I'm like, mm, I don't trust him. He listed, he existed for four seconds. Is he saved the cat or is he like, whatever? Okay. This is his The voice. braids Jelaine had woven into his mane were brushed out. And I think he and I both preferred it that way. Hate it. it Hate it. I need a deeper voice. I'm he's so supposed to be tall and burly. He's like, he's a big guy. Dogs. He has a weird accent, like, tone. It's nasally. It sucks. I don't know what I wanted for his voice, but I was like, this isn't right. It doesn't feel right. I'm like, here, give it to me. I'll read it myself. I had to listen to it anyways. Sorry, you guys had to listen to that. Okay. But yeah, so he, like, wanders off, and then suddenly, now they're all in the town together. They're getting super drunk. And mm-hmm. she, they just wandered into town and they've just learned that. So they've already been drinking. And before this, Kazi comes across a group of, I can't remember what they're called, but there are groups from her like. Is it Valgard? No. Valgardians or? Valgard. Vend- Venden. Literally, I was literally, I think Valgard is from uh, Lori Forrest's book. Yeah, it is. They're called Vendens. Vendens. And it's from the kingdom that she's from. And the Ballingers have like some vendants have a what is it called not a camp but like a little settlement outside in their territory and they don't want them there but so the vendants have to travel into town sometimes and they are not treated well like people know that the ballingers don't want them there they, they're not treated fairly um and so kazi is talking with some of the vendants like hey like asking questions trying to slightly figure out like the setup of the whole town where things are maybe and they're and there for a long them. time. Like they're supposed to be in that town area for a long time because they need mm-hmm. to get into the good. They need place. to infiltrate the system. They have like it's a long setup. It's a long game. It's not like oh we're just going in there for some errands, gonna go take out this warlord. Like that's what I originally thought. I thought it was like I was talking to Anna about it. I was like so I'm reading it and there's like I guess they're gonna go capture some like warlord or something. She was like pay attention to that. That's like <laughs> I know not, like, that's like a important. paragraph to skim over, girl. Like read it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 okay. So this is, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then they're doing that. Um, and she sees it like little kids and obviously the settlement, like they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot. And she sees oranges and she's only ever had one orange. And that's because she stole it. It's like, she loves oranges. It's a big deal. And so she 
does this like juggling trick and like steals some of them and gives them to this little family. But Jace, who is walking from behind her, he's like, did you, uh, my brothers, did you just see that? And they're like, who that girl juggling oranges? And he's like, I'm pretty sure she's took some. And they're like, bro, you know, you, you're still drunk. And he's like, maybe you're right. Maybe not. But so he goes up to her and he's like, Hey, what do you think you're doing? And she not knowing who he is literally like shoves him against the wall with his, her knife up to his chest. And she's like, do you want to die right here? And now pretty boy. Hmm. And she says, do you want me to slit that pretty neck? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> like, you want to slit that pretty neck? Bring it up too many times. We have to quote it verbatim. I was like, <laughs> and then like, Jace is like, when he said, when she said pretty neck, this is like him like four nights later, just lying in bed. When she said pretty neck, do you think she meant that my neck was pretty or that she wanted to kill me? Like, what do you think? What do you think was? And it's like, boy, is that really the time right now? Is this really the time? Is it? So, but he's like, okay, like I can see you're fine. And so she's like, yeah, you idiot, get away from me. And then he leaves and the people around her are like, you idiot, do you know who that was? And she's like, no, who? And they're like, that is the new Petri, like he's going to want retribution for this. And she's like, crap. Um, And so Jace like has figured out with, like he's figured this whole plan out with his brother he's like i'm gonna go ahead you circle around back to get her little companions and i'm gonna teach her a freaking lesson and so Cassie being like this idiot fine i'll fall into your little trap let's see what game you want to play goes to follow him into this like secluded path and then she actually comes upon him as he's being taken by a slaver the slaver doesn't realize who he is either and she's like what are you doing and he's like shut your trap if you want to come too and she like pulls her bow or something and she's like stop right there like this man is under arrest I'm taking him into custody like kind of true but kind of be like I need to talk to this guy like he can't be taken by his labor and then the last thing she feels is Jace like looks at her with wide eyes and then she gets hit over the head by the back and passes out and the both of them to say like jace comes back to that moment all the time he's like i tried to warn her Multi- like he he talked about this big moment for him where he like told gave her the he's like my eyes widened to tell and her I what's happening kind of like if i was her i wouldn't have gotten anything from that but jace is like that was a big thing that i did i was like jace no jace i love you man like honey you tried you tried your best <laughs> i sat there with your eyes like I was like, your eyes were probably already pretty wide at that moment like i know helping her she didn't even pick Seriously. it up <laughs> Okay, keep going. But so they both wake up. She's been out for hours and hours. So she wakes up and looks up and sees Jace and he's like, hey, what's up? Welcome to the party. And <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he like motions down to their feet and they're chained together at the ankle. <laughs> yeah, I like, what's up? Welcome to the party. <laughs> well, because he's just been sitting there waiting for her to wake up and she's like, how long is it been? He's been watching <laughs> watching her chest rise you're like is part. she still alive no, what no. Is- he tells her later on he's like yeah i was just watching your chest she looks up you were watching my chest he's like and then they just stop talking for a second he's like well i needed to make sure that you were uh, let's moving on let's go it's fine it's fine anyways homegirl wakes up and then she's like gotta see what i gotta do because i'm 10 i'm 10 the street ride but look at me look at me look at yeah. me look at me oh i'm gonna give you a riddle now oh, da, 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 da. I have to de- I have to explain the like words that just came out of your mouth. <laughs> you didn't give her the, the background, so I'm just trying to throw it in. <laughs> I know. Thank you. But Cassie has is known as 10 because she has all 10 of her fingers. Because if you get caught stealing, you get a finger chopped off. Boom. But so <laughs> Cassie wakes up. She's like, okay, let me like really quick think of how to get out of this. As Jason has just been sitting here. And she's like, driver, would you like to hear a riddle? I have to go pee. 
And he's like, tell me the riddle. And she's like, I'll only tell you the riddle if you let me pee. And he's like, fine, tell me the riddle. And if I figure it out, I'll stop to let you go pee. And so she tells him this riddle. And he's like, I don't know the answer. And she's like, okay, we'll stop. And so eventually he's like dumb enough that he's like, I want the answer. So he stops and opens the back and she like brushes the key or no, here's what happens. She tells him the answer and she's like a fool, a stupid fool. And he like punches her in the face. A freaking idiot. (laughs) And as he punches her in the face, she like steals the keys off of him for like the locks. And so then he goes back and he's like, no. In case we forget, she also took. What? Okay, we're saving that for later. Okay, we'll we're save saving that for later, Celine. That's a fun reveal. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Sorry. I think you're really passionate about this book, and I appreciate that. I have like a whole theatrical theme lined up, Celine. I'm so sorry. Keep going with the book. Go, go. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But so she takes the keys and she unlocks their like wrist chains. But then before she can unlock their ankle chains, like the key gets passed on. And, but like the people who have been kidnapped are panicking at this time. So like, and like one of the guys is like, go faster. And the guy, like the slaver turns around and realizes what's going on. And Jace is like, scatter. And I just would love to see the visual of him and Cassie running with their like linked ankles. Yes. I think it would look so funny. I'm going to make Tanner do that with me for a freaking like, uh, thing. <laughs> like please do it. The entire time of Dance of Thieves are, it's like them like trying to like cuddle, <laughs> trying to like walk. <laughs> so they're like running away and she still has the, like Cassie got the key back, hopefully to unlock their chain around their ankles once they finally get away. And they, they're going down this sleep slope, this river at the bottom. And they were like, we can't run down and we just have to fall and hope that we survive. Like they're coming after us. So they're falling and she loses the key. And then they see that they're still chasing them. And so they're like, we have to jump into the river. Like it's the best we got. And he's like, can you swim? And she's like, get in the river. And she's like, actually, I can't swim. You're going to have to save my life. Wait, wait, I have it. Cause I highlighted it. Cause it was freaking awesome. So homegirl's drowning. And she's like, this is effing stupid. Why did we do this? His arms held me tight, pulling me backwards when I tried going up. Relax against me, he ordered. Go with the current. When it widens and calms, we'll make our way to the side. His survival depended on mine and mine on his. We truly were anchors to each other. The only good thing about the fearsome ride was that it was taking us far from the labor hunters. The current finally slowed and stretches of sandy banks began to appear. A little farther, he said, his face tucked next to mine to make sure they can't follow. Ooh, girl! I know, and I'm like, that sounds romantic, but I go whitewater rafting every single year, and I'm like, no, pure chaos. This moment was pure chaos. Yeah, it really was. But I just freaking, I like thought it, it was like the moment where they're like, so like, I think he like chooses to save her. Her save the cat for him. Mm -hmm. Like when he takes, cause like she wasn't, she was like, you, you a dumb drunk man. Like you dumb, you dumb. I think his save the cat is something else. Well, I mean, it's like her first time that she's able to, yeah, no, his save the cat was something else. But I mean like her moment where she was like oh his was the oranges that was her save the cat and then his is the save this is his for them for each other yeah I like that okay that's cool so I like I'm excited to hear what your save the cat for him is I know yeah I'll tell you when we get to it because I think it's a good one um but so they're traveling down this river like they go a mile down and they finally get out and they're like well that sucked and he's like okay and she's kind of like well let's just try to make the best of it like I know we don't like each other and he's like we don't like each other Oh, wait, actually, it's literally on the back of the book is this moment is like, um, 
He stood and put his hand out to help me up. We should get going, Cassie, if right missed. I took it and stood. You seem to like calling me that. Why? Because I'm not sure that's your real name. You appear to have a lot of hidden sides to you. Juggling, telling riddles, taking down boys, and threatening to cut their pretty necks. I grimaced and shook my head. I told you that thought did not leave his mind. It did not. And she's like, it's not so pretty. He rubbed his neck as if offended. Anything else up your sleeve I should know about? If I told you, it wouldn't be fun, would it? Should I be concerned? Probably. Love it. Love it. So then they're they're like, we just have to start walking. Like they have no shoes. They just have the clothes on their backs. And so they just start walking. This is like a freaking fable all over again. We're like, give the girl some shoes. Girl, some shoes. Don't worry. She gets shoes later. Don't worry. It's coming, guys. We'll take care of you. It is. So there's just start walking and eventually they have to make camp for the night. And um, something that you don't know about Cassie that I'm telling you now is that she is hard for her to sleep in open spaces because when her mother was taken, her mother was like, hide Cassie, like you hide. And so she hid under the bed of their little hovel that they lived in because they were super poor, had to watch her mother be taken from her. And then her whole life has lived in the city. So she's like, she just does not feel comfortable in the open. When she was taken, remember how, the, and I don't know this part yet, when she was taken, wasn't she like, the guy was like, we, like, we're looking for someone like her or something like that. He said something really mysterious that she has like some form of a thing. Yeah, exactly. So I am halfway through the second book. It's somewhat come up yet, but it hasn't resolved itself. But oh, the man who took her mother was like, where's your daughter? Like, where's the other girl? And her mother was like, she's just an orphan. Like, I don't know who she is. She doesn't live here. Trying to protect her daughter. And then she was taken. She never saw her mother again. It was a slaver that took her. Anyways. Oh, it was, it was dramatic. But yeah, so then she can't sleep on that first night. And then she's like sitting up and obviously Jace is aware of it. Is this the save the cat for him? Is this your save? That's what I thought, yeah. Save the cat. That is true. She talks about it a lot. But then she just can't sleep at night. And then she's just kind of like sitting up. And then finally Jace was like, I can tell that homegirl's struggling. And she just turns to her and he goes, will you, like, could you tell me some riddles? I can't sleep. And she knows that he's just doing it to be nice. But um, Kathy talked about this later and she's like, one of the things that I knew that about him, she was like, it was his kindness that seduced me. It was, she's like, I see lots of pretty faces and lots of whatever. She's like, but for him, he took my biggest weakness. And instead of like exploiting it, he took my strength and like allowed me to shine in that. And like, I thought yeah. that was really powerful. It that was, was really so cute. It was so like, I'm like, wow, this is when like you start really getting to know the characters. And so as they're traveling, they're just getting to know each other so well. They're telling stories and Although Cassie is telling stories, she he's like, well, what is your life back in Benden? And she's like, well, I have two parents. My mother's a general in the army. And she's like lying. She's like, my parents are in the army, this and this. And he knows that she's lying, but he's like, okay, like if you feel like you need to lie to me, fine. Like I'm like, and there's, but they're still getting to each other. Like she is still telling stories. And especially Jace is telling her a lot about his history, the Ballinger story, the places that they are. And something important to know about the Ballingers is that since we mentioned it earlier, they think that they technically are the first kingdom because this great calamity happened hundreds of years ago and his ancestors were forced into hiding. Although they were like teenagers at the time and they were in, they were like, write everything down, write your history down so people know. And so you're also getting, you don't realize it until halfway through, but you're getting snippets between chapters, reading from different points of views. Have, do you remember that, Celine? Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm like enjoying this, like you telling this. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for you to tell me what happens when crap goes down. Ah! But um, yeah, you read 
with all these things like Grayson and like all the things like he was 14 when his grandfather died and his grandfather was killed by scavengers and they were in charge of 22 other children it was him and then this 13 year old girl and then everyone else was younger than them and they yeah. ended up getting married like 10 years later and and growing the family and so like that but basically they were the ones that kind of like held everything together and and so like that and that's why the Valgards what are they called Vendens Vendens, sorry, I, ooh, so many, so many worlds are in my head at this point, but the Vendens, like, basically, they had so, they had built this thing up, they had, they didn't have, like, it was a dynasty to them, it wasn't a kingdom, and stuff like that, and that's why, like, a lot of their, like, issues with treaties and with the queen and all this other stuff is because they're like well we acknowledge us like we do so much for people but they're so misunderstood because the king that's like actually quote unquote ruling over their property is like a super big like idiot guy who like buy like he's just dumb and he kind of told the queen that like these guys are troublemakers they're the you know low-key mafia like they take half the taxes and they and then also like the the people that she was juggling oranges for they had their entire settlement burned to the ground it was at night there were masks all over everybody's faces but they assume that it's them that did it and um that's not true but basically these people have built it and it's all about family and protecting each other and showing mercy and stuff like that but also a lot of like what they're they're like family motivations and stuff is from the eyes and perspectives of a 14 year old kid who's just doing what he has to do to survive so i can imagine it being a little it's so fascinating to me. it's one of my favorite parts like one of the little snippets is um winter has come the walls are frozen the floors are frozen the beds are frozen there is no wood no more oil so we burn ledgers and books instead when those are gone i'll have to go back outside to where the scavengers await and it's like grace and bowling are 14 and it's like um then another one is my mother told me not to cry she told me not to forget kindness she told me to be strong she told me to believe in tomorrow every day i tried to remember what else she told me something about shoes something about birthdays and baths something about whistling and roses i cannot remember what she said i was only eight when she died i hope the things i've forgotten don't matter meandre 13 like they're young kids they are it's very fascinating and i'm very excited to see how it is and i'm so excited for us to get into the world it's so funny because i did not expect them to i remember being like why are they already together there's so much there's 13 hours left in this book mm -hmm. why is this like why are they coming together but just because i want to like kind of get into that part we can kind of build it up so they go through all these experiences mm -hmm. where like he has to like cover like lie on top of her and cover her mouth because there's a bear that's like coming and yeah. stuff like that they have all these like meet cute like touchy feely moments and they both are like very aware of it and they both keep like shoving it down as they get to know each other but then they're also spending every night talk or seven every day talking and then they're like kind of like she wakes up and his arms around her and blah 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 but yeah. she's like he's intriguing to me blah 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 and she's like but then she'll spend like 15 minutes describing like and I really mean 15 minutes guys those audiobooks yeah. I usually like I I'm not used to like hearing I was telling and I was like reacting to smut in a audiobook is very different oh yeah I book. can never I, I can was never. like oh my god she's like yes and then his fine cut chest like i was sitting there like he describes his chest so many times he has a tattoo of an eagle on his like shoulder and chest part that she it's like a ballinger tattoo all of the siblings have like all of them have one they're all in different places but his is right here and she's like and then the wings of his tattoo like touched the muscles on his chest and then i looked down at the curve of his abs it's like a lot of stuff like that. water dripping down so anyways but she's like totally not into him i mean of course not and then she like spends like a full 
half a page describing like the way his facial muscles like flinch when they like ha- asked a question and like mm-hmm. she's totally into him but she's like no I could never because I'm actually going to be taking him down and so, then she's like this girl's a liar but she's super hot but I don't know how I feel like I'll get back home because my dad just died yeah this is kind of weird I don't know like yeah they're both this whole time the character's like we have other missions to accomplish like and they're not telling each other what the missions are but they're like we just have to get back we have to get back so finally they've been traveling for a long time they have to pass this like desert area and he was like it's way too hot like we can't we have to wait till nightfall and she's like nah boy if you think i'm sleeping out here in this desert you got me on some other type of crap because i'm not doing that she's like take your shirt off so they take their shirts off and rip them to create like. I was shirt. very aware of her taking her shirt off. I was just in there like, Chase boy. Like she's just in this little chemise now. Like I guess that's fine. He's like, I wondered if she was gonna take that off. I was like, No, 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 you angel boy. Come on, boy. No, 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 no. Why a? Don't think so. <laughs> Close that door. Close it. Close it down. So funny. <laughs> the but so then no the say no mas. <laughs> right. This is not Saturday morning. So. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> Cross the desert and right as they're crossing it and they have they're trying to make their way a giant freaking wave comes through and yeah, like, like a flash flood happens yeah a flash flood and so like he gets her up he saves her life they get up there and then they find not only do they find a oh my gosh oh I did not appreciate the audiobook describing the way they licked their fingers after they ate the like mole oh he they found a bird and he killed it or something and they were like meat finally because he's like he was like the beast will be fed tonight he was like talking to her and I was like that's weird but okay oh try listening to it in his voice it was like I was sitting there like maybe that's I love him but I'm like this guy sounds so creepy I'm like no yeah like so then they're sitting there and they found like a cat like she doesn't have cover at night or she has cover in the night. They're all snuggled up. Like, they're just, they're warm. He, so she's, like, scared, and he's, like, let me show you the start. She's, like, why don't you, like, the open spaces? And she's, like, I just don't. She gets dizzy looking at them, and he's, like, well, hold on to me, Kazimaya, right, miss? Like, I will, t- let me tell you the stars. And so he shows her and tells her all the constellations. It's so freaking cute. I'm, like, I should skip there with it. Where is it? It was so cute. I love it. And she's like enjoying it. And they're both just like, you can feel the tension rising. It feels so freaking good. Mm-hmm. And like, as he's telling, it's really cool though, because it's a great way to, to throw an exposition. I just really loved it as well. Did you find it? No, I'm looking. I don't know if it's worth it to go. It might take like a second. Wait, I found it. I like, I turned right to it. Read it, girl. It was meant to be. So he's describing the things. And then like, they both get up. And because they like, are like okay we're actually really close to each other i'm like noticing his lips maybe she's noticing mine um they like stand up and kind of like jostle against each other and he like catches her against the wall there's so much detail put into this and he looks down at her and he was like uh he swallowed his face only inches from mine long silent seconds passed and it felt like all the world and stars and sky were closing in to read it in real life keep going sorry yes and it's like do you suppose he finally whispered that this could be part of making the best of it (laughs) my breath fluttered faintly in my chest there was a hundred things i should have said but instead i answered i think it could be his head tilted to the side his face blurring and his lips barely brushed mine tender slowly anyways it's beautiful i won't take that away from the audiobook did not stop it was like and then the heat blah 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 and i'm just sitting there like there's tension the way that mary e pearson writes tension is absolutely beautiful very exciting i'm obsessed i love it and i was away from my husband at this time guys i was literally nine hours away from my husband i'm like can't even freaking (laughs) out with my husband 
can't even get the satisfaction. No. But anyways, yeah. So we love that journey for them. And then they just made the best of it. They were like, and but the whole time they're like, what is this? What are we doing? This isn't smart. But I mean, like, we can't stop. We're making the best of it. Here we go. Yeah. Beautiful world montages of like where they're like, everything's golden and great, and they're like, yeah, this great. Make out, make out time. Look, we're gonna almost die. Look, oh, we're gonna make out again. This is great. Yeah. Because literally, she's like, um, I was loyal to her as he was loyal to his family. She's talking about the queen. And I would betray him when the time came. I would bring him, I would bring his family and dynasty to their knees. His world was about to end. The best of it. We are only making the best of it for now. It's like, it's a concert and it's so sad. You're the best of it. And this kind of toxic behavior continues on for several hundred more pages. Oh, oh! welcome to the non-communication side of this book that drives me insane. I know, but you have to have the non-communication for like all of the like dark night of the soul for all of that i know i hate okay that. yeah so they're traveling in the world we do save the cat episode like we do <laughs> we do i think it, honestly we're let's record that as our next episode deciding right here and now anyway when we talk about save the cat or dark night of the soul it's all based off of this book for those of you that have not like heard it heard episodes where we've talked about mm-hmm. it before it's a book that teaches you how to write a book or a movie and it's incredible and it really dissects it's made me a better reader it's made me a better mm-hmm. writer and you appreciate the author way more like you what goes into it it also ruins okay. books for you because you're like oh no that means like we're about to enter the dark night of the soul oh crap oh crap yep. so oh yeah but so they're traveling and still making the best of it i mean and they're traveling for like weeks I, at least three weeks they're gone for a long time so it was two weeks till he was so it was probably 11 to 13 days while wow, this is okay because when he got put in the altar he had said oh and then two weeks from that day is when he would be in the tomb because he was doing the math in his head that's right like, i have to get back before the day that my dad is in the tomb and then they get back the day that his dad's in the tomb so it's like literally they're together for two weeks okay Thank you for that. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they're traveling, making the best of Idaho college life. It was like two weeks. They're basically already engaged. So and we- the whole time, Jace is like, was like, okay, I think I know where we are. We're headed to a vending camp. That will be the best for both of us. But he's lying. He's headed right back. It's a, it's not Hell's Mouth. It's called Tor's Watch. Here's my question. Why mm-hmm. didn't, I, wouldn't Kazi have wanted that or did like I don't understand when they wouldn't have just talked about it because wouldn't she want to go back to her I honestly think because like they weren't talking is because he was like she's a Rajan soldier like she could kill me right here right now like I I need her and she needs me but I need to get back to my family so like if she thinks we're going here she's going to be more willing to help me out and do these things and so even after they're making the best of it he's still I mean they're both still lying to each other and so they finally get there and he's like, okay. And he turns on, he's like, Cassie, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I did this, but I had to do it. And she's like, what? And she sees writers coming he up. Apologize. And she- oh, no, no, no. I know that because this happened. What did he say? I literally, he didn't say anything. And that's why I was super mad about it. He suddenly like changes position. They see a postman and they're like, hey, Padre, Padre, whatever you call it. And then she's like, oh, hey what is happening? And he's like, <clears throat> sup. And then he's like, Hey, give me this. And then like, he doesn't apologize until they're on the horse riding away. And he's like, you have to do what I tell you to do. And she's like, she knows she's happy about it because she's like, yes. Oh yeah. He, doesn't this say, from his perspective. he never apologizes. He never admits his feelings to her. He's, he feels it in his head, but like, he doesn't say any of those things to her. He's like, okay, now I have to pretend to be my like hoe for a minute. 
Yeah, kind of. It's very sad. He never, he doesn't say that. And Kazi's fine with it because she's like, well, good. This makes it easier for me to. I know. It like, she, this, the next chapter starts and she's like, I glared at Jace, but inside I secretly roared with laughter. Did she's you like, see though? He didn't apologize. He didn't say, I'm sorry. He didn't give her any warning or anything. And that's why she was mad at him. She was like, you didn't even warn me. We were there for miles. Yeah. He, like turned on the Godfather like so quick. And people were like, yes, we love you. He turned it on. But he, but like, I kind of like that side of him. Cause I'm yes. like, he's not an actual idiot. Like he. He's yes. been thinking about things. Oh, girl, oh, the audiobook I want to see this. Oh, I'm yeah. not reading the audiobook anymore. Stop it. Stop it right now. Read the rest of the book. So they're like the whole scheme and she's like, okay, you idiot. Like, I guess I'll go along with you. But secretly she's like, this is exactly what I need. Like the inside scoop. So he gets back. He's like, take a bath right now. Change. We have to be presentable because if I'm not there, then the people will really know oh, what's up. They've been gone yeah, for the last in front of her. He's like, oh, yeah, he gets actual stark naked in front of her. I forgot. Yeah, and she was like, like, like okay. people were putting clothes on him. And he's just like, okay, Kathy, your turn. Da, 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 da. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to be naked in front of you. I don't even know you, boy. I mean, I know, yeah. I know you, but I don't know you know you. And so she like kept her pants on. He's like, just, pe- just tuck your pants on under this dress. And she's like throwing on this tiny dress that doesn't fit her. And I was like sitting here like, okay, I guess that dress belonged to Anna. This is so tiny. Oh my and gosh. She like puts on this dress and like a button pops. And then I like- remember as she's walking out, she like takes a deep breath. And then she's like, the button popped up. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. In my brain, I'm like, been there, girl. Been there. Been there. <laughs> so they have to be presentable. And he's like, I think he like leans down and whispers. And he was like, just please do what I tell you to do. Just trust me and do it. Like you have to listen to everything I tell you to do. And she's I like, oh. with him because like, like knowing Jace and what he has had, like his family and all those amazing uh-huh. things, it's so worth it. But in that moment, I was like, kind of like, Jace, you're really asking a lot of this person that he you- was asking her a lot. And he has explained to her. He's like, there are a lot of cousins to our family who would like to see our downfall and they're going to be there. So like, I have to be at my strongest. And he was like, in the last two weeks, I was not like, I was gone from them. They're going to be asking questions. And she so he's like, it. okay. He's like, just follow my lead. So he walks out and they're like, one of the cousin Paxton, who is so shady and slimy, um, was like, Jace, where have you been? And he's like, I was doing as my father instructed. And he's like, Cassie, right here. And he looks down and he notices that a ring is missing from Jace's finger. And this ring is important because it has been in the Ballinger history, the families for hundreds of years. It is the ring of the Petrai. And he doesn't have it because the slavers stole it. But wait a second, Paxton is like, yo, where's your ring? And Kazi was like, I have to do this. I have to freaking do this for him. So she reaches down under her skirt, takes out of the, like the, from her pocket of her pants, the ring. And she's like, I've had it for you this whole time, Jace, for safekeeping. Don't you remember giving it to me? And he was like, ah, yes, I definitely. Well, you were did. taking a bath this morning? Cause he was like, oh, I was doing my father asked me, which was uh, to procreate with homegirl over there. And, and the cousin's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And everyone's like, little Ballingers. Ah! when we were doing the devil's tango i was just holding your ring so here's your ring back and she's just sitting there like and his mom's just his mom is looking being like thank you thank you so much like because everybody like yeah she's all the family like the brothers they're like well this is a lie we know that he was stolen yeah and so they yeah. cover their tracks and look like impenetrable because while they've been gone fires have been set like mm-hmm. more things and they find out that the trait that the people that stole them were paid to steal people and they didn't care like who that where they went to like yeah. people have been specifically sabotaging hell's mouth so that they can make the padre look like them all look super weak and like villainous and stuff like that mm-hmm. and that is so important so that's why he has to keep that front yeah pause we're gonna pause here <laughs> 